Welcome everybody. Welcome back to my podcast After the Bell. And with this episode today, we look at mental health. But I know we've spoken about some mental health topics before, but this time I want to take out three main topics from there. We're looking at burnout, we're looking at anxiety, and we're looking at depression. I want to say we, those of you that are only consuming this podcast via Spotify or Apple, I have a co-host here with me today, Pranola is here. And we're going to be tackling these topics together because we have a lot to cover here. But we're going to try and make it as general as possible so that uh, there's not too much information being thrown around. Welcome, Pranola. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm um, going to look at um, first from our platform as being teachers. And I think once you're a teacher, always being a, you'll always be a teacher. And I know a lot of people that have suffered through these three main topics that we're looking at today, especially burnout. I mean, myself uh, personally have been going through this in terms of, you know, being in school, living your normal daily life and trying to find something to keep you a bit, uh, I don't want to say sane, but that's the word I'll use right now. And I don't think people really realize how important it is to kind of check yourself. And when you check yourself, you'll know that maybe I am going through something. Maybe I'm not, uh, I don't know, a loser. <laughs> maybe there's something else. So when we kind of do this, uh, the research and you look at what other people have said, like the World Health Organization, which you've uh, seen before, burnout is is actually a real thing and a lot of people don't want to i don't know admit it but yeah, yeah. I, I think if you look at uh, the word burnout and if you uh, admit to it a lot of people feel that they are weak maybe they feel they're not performing well at work or they find that uh, if other people are doing it and not complaining per se that uh, if they're the only ones and something's wrong with them so I think yeah. we don't know what any person around us goes through unless we actually hear their story. So when you actually get down to talking to someone and you realize, I'm not the only person in the situation, or sometimes even they don't even realize what they're going through. They just know they feel fatigued or they know that they yeah, yeah. are not creative at all or they feel overworked and overburdened. But you, you look at that as being a kind of like a hero. Uh, I, I'm sleeping late, I'm getting up early in the morning, I, I'm leaving the office late, I'm uh, putting in so much of effort and, so you know, being basically they, yeah. which I know a lot of people do, uh, they glamorize the, the lifestyle of being burnt out a lot. Exactly, always. And we're not saying don't be hardworking mm-hmm. or don't uh, work on yourself and work on your goals. Obviously, mm-hmm. we all should, everyone should uh, have a goal and work toward it. Definitely. But I think when it comes to the cost of your mental health, that's when you should put a little bit of brakes on it and realize maybe yeah. you're not just hurting yourself. If you have a family around you, you you're kind of hurting them, you're neglecting them in some ways. Exactly. And I know from my personal perspective of talking to people all the time, which I, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, people have said, you know, this is the reason why some of their relationships have fallen apart. Oh, yeah. uh, marriages that. and why they don't have a bond with the children and is just through them throwing themselves into their work, which they have a very strong work ethic. Exactly. But I think with them having a strong work ethic, they kind of like lose themselves in it and then result in burnout. I think, yeah, looking at the, the term work ethic, it's, it's not just a work, uh, work ethic, but also losing yourself, like you said. So you're focusing on the work aspect and saying, I want to be the best at what I'm doing. 
but you're not realizing the, the consequences of that. And, and sometimes I think we need to draw a line between what is me working hard to achieve my goals, uh, be it a promotion or, or just doing very well at what I, I currently do, as compared to am I overworking myself? Yeah, yeah, Am exactly. I burning out where I don't have anything left for anybody else and also including themselves? Yeah. So coming from our point of view, being teachers for, for many years, mm-hmm. and uh, how, does, how do you think burnout fares with teachers and even students. Okay, I think that can be like a teaching uh, sometimes discussion. not just five days a week, six yeah, days a week. Exactly. And yeah, for us, we get burnt out. We tired and yeah. we we teaching them. We want to finish syllabus and you're rushing. And then you look at the the, the students. Mm. They have to do their homework. Every yeah. almost every subject gives them homework. I mean, like you said, we, you know, we've been doing this for so many years, I suppose. And uh, you just get drawn into the whole culture of I've got this to do, and it's only for this day. It's for this time and uh, like as you go through each term or through each half term and then you get to the point like, okay, fine, it's, it's okay, it's okay now. And then you go to the next half term and it's end of the year and you get your summer vacation and you're all good. But then the whole thing starts all over again. And yeah. the burnout part, and like you said, I'm glad you mentioned that point there with students also. Like when we grew up, I mean, we grew up being able to go out and play. I yeah, think it was yeah, yeah. a safer time also. But having that freedom of, uh, of playtime, of using your energy, of not just being uh, in a classroom and stuck in there. And I will use the word stuck. Yeah, because that's true. I feel like uh, from the from the perspective of, of being a science teacher, many kids don't want to do science, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I had, as much as I find it interesting, I also find it very boring. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's going into a whole other part of, of how the curriculum is structured. But in that way of, of kind of some schools force the kids to do it, parents even force the kids to do it, and then being a teacher in it, you lose your passion where yeah. you find that uh, you don't have the same point of, uh, I want to, to do this because I like it. I want to teach somebody else because I feel like I'm, I've got some knowledge to pass on. And they are sitting there saying, I have to be here. I've got no other choice. So it comes to the part where you're, you're lacking that content. You're missing the whole point of it. You're burning yourself out. The kids are being burnt out. So at the end so, of the day, I think education in the point where we, we should have been looking at it as a, a way to gain knowledge and information, it becomes something that's uh, compulsory. Yeah, I think the, the word compulsory to be used where there's no, um, like this, I feel from, again, being an educator and, and being a student, it feels like there's no end game. Mm. The one main end game is just to end, which that's is not, true. it's, it's a strange way it's done because you need to complete it. But when people do complete it, there's nothing comes of it. And you, you're forced to be there day after day after day. And, and again, back to our perspective as teachers and other teachers that we know, uh, being burnt out is not a nice feeling. Not it makes you feel like you are at your lowest point. It makes mm-hmm. you feel that you can't think outside of your box. It makes you feel that you have no creativity, that you have nothing yeah. to offer. It just makes you feel down. And this is the reason why it's closely related to depression. I mean, a few years ago when I was feeling this and I think it was just after COVID or the transition from being totally locked down, Mm. going back into the real world again. And uh, yeah, the workload and easing the students into school, getting grade sevens in from my my side and yours are getting the matrix in and we're working hard all the time to make sure we cover up syllabus exactly. to make sure that they're ready for the exam, which is the absolutely important. 
but with doing that i felt like it just continued and continued it was hard and mm. it never kind of slowed down it never stopped until now it's wow. still not stopping it's not going anywhere i don't think we can ever make up for that time and everyone else is being punished for it yeah and it wasn't like the whole entire world had gone through this so instead of finding a different model of adapting what we have gone through we said let's keep the same structure and let's implement it with uh, extra lessons with longer hours that's what's happening with more work and then again like you said, the burnout and and maybe we are still feeling it up to this very day yeah. and we are so far away from 2020 and we are still feeling that exhaustion from it like we've we've gone from a normal 5 uh, day of five days of being in school mm-hmm. students learning in school maybe if anything if they need extra uh, tuition or extra lessons on their own they'll contact a teacher or they'll contact uh, a tutor and they'll get extra lessons yeah. now it became compulsory because be there's some type of narrative that we are trying to complete there's some type of uh, narrative that we want to put out into the world that we are so efficient in terms of our education but from what i noticed that is absolutely not what's going on we're exactly, not we're yeah. not really that efficient we're just yeah. overworking overburdening teachers the the work hours where some schools start at 6 in the morning and finish at mm. uh, 6 in the afternoon yeah i know a few there's uh, the fact that again students have a lot of homework to do they go tuitions or tuition after school they go to school on saturdays and sometimes even on sundays yeah, so i don't know too. So those of you that are that are listening right now those of you that are watching uh, on YouTube you can uh, send us a message on on the comments then tell us what do you think should schools be run from Monday to Saturday after school do you think that this is the type of thing we'll be going to and if we go down this which i feel is a slippery slope when will it end so send us those messages yeah we can discuss this and we can see where we can go especially if if teachers are watching this right now i feel that uh, your input is very valuable here yeah, because i know and you know nobody really asks you things when uh, rules no, are implemented not at all and and the thing is we are at the level where we can understand from a first point of view because we are in immediate uh, attention to the students yeah so we know what they feel they know we may sometimes they may know what we feel also but if you're looking at it from a from a fundamental perspective of of who's actually putting in the work yeah i'm not saying not to work But how can we do it the same amount efficiently and with quality? Exactly. I think the quality part is lacking a lot and it's because people are being so burnt out right now. No one's taking care of themselves. No one I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean I think even in, in other professions also like many people just tend to go home from Monday to Friday it's you're going to your work, you're going to school, you're teaching, uh you're going to your office, you're getting your work done for the week and you're going home in that entire week and I mean we can even have people give response on this many people go home just to eat maybe to have a shower spend a little time with their kids or with their families and it's off to bed and then yeah, yeah. it starts again and I mean I heard a lot of a lot of people say that a lot of teachers rather when they when they uh, go home they sleep for at least 2 hours oh, yeah. and then they continue the day again I mean if you're living a life like that and just being a teacher we're doing trying to do something good in the world be a force of good and trying to exactly. impart some knowledge and trying to impart some wisdom to the students that we teach i mean that's the whole aim i mean especially with me yeah now you can't find that your own life you can't live exactly and that shouldn't be a life we should be living so to combat these uh, times of burnout i think uh, a little pampering should help yeah, most definitely as step one 
it shouldn't end there. We do some pampering for ourselves and then we'll see where that will take us. One of the ways to best combat burnout is through a bit of self-care. And what better way than a good pamper session at Sorby Pavilion in Durban has a great offer for you. This Friday and Saturday, they are offering a happy day sale where you will receive 20% of all retail products. Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, you can go to uh, Sorby Pavilion and you can start step one of your pampering process and then see where that takes you. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. uh, Well, coming on to the next uh, aspect of this whole uh, mental health umbrella that we look at, I always find it very interesting to talk about anxiety Mm -hmm. and the ways that people perceive anxiety and the definitions of it and why it does to you and blah, blah, blah. Right? That's what I always want to look yes. at the anxiety. So, so let's go with the, with the definition here. So it says that anxiety. Uh, in 2019, 301 million people were living with an anxiety disorder, including 58 million children and adolescents. 58 million, that's a lot. I mean, uh, kids. Yeah. Kids, what are you anxious about? Exactly. But I, I you don't have the right color. <laughs> But that, that's the thing, it's looking at that word anxiety, and I think because uh, it's both good and bad to be able to recognize it in the sense where people who actually go through this finally have an outlet to express themselves and to get that's the true. help that's needed. But I think coming in from our perspective where because it's been so widely acknowledged, yeah. some people tend to use this to benefit themselves. To get out of a situation, I can't do this today yeah. because I'm anxious. But that's why I go to with the the definition, where it says uh, anxiety disorders, like you were saying. Now they, they have a few characteristics. So this is where mm-hmm. the taken advantage situation comes in, where anxiety disorders are characterized by excessive fear and worry and related behavioral disturbances. Symptoms are severe enough to result in significant distress or significant impairment in functioning. Now, I've seen this happen firsthand to people yeah. that I know, where yeah. they, their bodies literally cannot move anymore. And I've done tons of research on the topic. And maybe if I can, I don't know, paraphrase it in a way, simplified, I'm not a psychologist. I've dealt with a lot of uh, uh, people dealing with anxiety, mm-hmm. kids and so on. And I did my own uh, research, reading medical journals and things like that. And when these your hormones are out of balance and you're dealing with anxiety your body basically releases hormones in a situation where you the house is burning your initial instinct is to do what well to run away definitely you're trying to put the fire out to run out of the house right to get away from the danger yeah so now the way we live our lives and the things that we do maybe we go to work in the morning and then the the boss or whoever's in charge says there's a meeting Mm. midday this is an emergency meeting they don't tell you what it's about already you have anxiety now the house is not burning the proverbial house isn't burning anymore but now your house is burning in your head mm. because you don't know what's going to happen you want to run away from there because you don't know what the meeting is about that's what anxiety is characterized by that that extreme uh, fear so it goes on to say um these are there are several different kinds of anxiety disorders such as generalized anxiety disorder uh, where there's excessive worry there's a panic disorder characterized by panic attacks which i mean i know tons of people uh, have had and went through then there's social anxiety disorder the kids that we taught 
they've even told me so i can't go to there having social yeah, anxiety social and anxieties. we get that we understand that uh, you know very well um then there's um separation anxiety disorder characterized by excessive fear or anxiety about uh a worry in separation from those individuals to whom a person has a deep emotional bond with so that's a real thing as well again i have been involved in that although all those stories will be revealed at <laughs> uh, other episodes but the point is anxiety is real but how do we deal with it how, how have you dealt with it because you've had your own i mean before we even got together yeah. and i've had my own things do you think you're doing anything consciously where you're like okay i'm going to do number 1 2 and 3 and then i'll be okay with my anxiety afterwards well okay to be honest at the point where i was growing up and you know throughout my high school career even primary school and stuff i don't think i even realized i had anxiety because right. i mean first looking at my academics for me for some reason and i don't know where this comes from i always needed to be the best right i always needed to get the top three positions and mostly first honestly and uh, i mean i wasn't a sole loser anyway but if i didn't come out first it did personally affect me where i did feel bad about it right so my aim was always to make sure that academically i excelled and that came from within my own insecurities i suppose yeah, where i feel like i needed to be the best but it wasn't like uh, a category where i said okay step 1 i need to do this and step 2 step 3 or even the fact that i'm going through this yeah right it's only now as an adult when uh, these terms have become much more uh, readily available for us to understand and we can do our own research pick on it and then you can actually try and see which point and from where it is stem from so like when me personally like i said it wasn't uh, a knowing or a conscious knowing of it it was very it was unconscious it was most definitely i mean it still is uh but i think there's different ways in which you can try and find a way to make sure it doesn't make you uh crazy crazy <laughs> yeah but to put it in a lighter way crazy yeah, yeah. well i i think uh, it's not just like what the the article mentioned from the world health organization which that's where i get most of my information from since we all subscribe to that uh i feel that um anxiety is like you expecting some type of bad news mm-hmm. or you hear some type of diagnosis and then even before you can hear it it sends your your panic system out of whack yeah. in so a way it's unknown as a fear of that it's unknown. unknown so you have an excessive fear of what's mm-hmm. going to happen or what might happen and that's basically what it is yeah but just to shed some light on what anxiety is why you know I want to talk about this and uh, make sure we can see Yeah there is something we can do and um people that we can reach out to you know there's yeah. definitely organizations doctors psychologists therapists and so on that you can reach out to and you can try and bring anxiety down because there's a lot of physiological problems that mm-hmm. come with this too if, if you don't keep your anxiety yet i mean yes. again we've seen those things yeah. happen well, even you, with ourselves your body just shuts down body shuts down uh, there's other illnesses that come come with it you don't realize physical pain and so on right that's basically what Yeah. What happens? We don't want any person ever to go through something like that. Because it's not a nice feeling to have of always uh having fear of the future, of always trying to predict something that's going to happen. So where we can try and find ways I think to stop that or even minimize that. Where you understand that something yes may possibly go wrong and I mean our lives are not straight. We always have complications coming in the way every human being has their own story and their own complications, but to be able to adapt to those yeah. and to find a way to deal with it i think yeah so like you said like we all uh, we all go through these anxieties and we all deal with it in different ways 
and that's why it's, it's nice for us to be able to reach out to each other wow. your own circle at first and then that fails which it shouldn't then you reach out to those that are outside that circle and you might find that sometimes strangers would be the best bet for you if that's yeah, the only that's thing that you true. have and so if you go to work and you're feeling this type of anxiety and it's every day from the time you wake up in the morning to the time you at work and then you look at the environment that you're in i mean we have a podcast talking about um the toxic the workplace and things like that so give that a listen if you feel that you want to know the signs of how what a what it means to have a toxic workplace and maybe that that could help you to decide if you want to quit your job or you know still stay in there i think many times it's it's sometimes to also look at that part yeah is it me personally you, i think you first have to self evaluate which think what is it uh, something that you've been doing or something you're not managing well enough or is it your environment exactly and if it is your environment and there's no resolution then you know you find steps should i leave should i try and speak to somebody there should i get some help and there are many steps that, that everyone have been can take yeah okay so coming on the back of talking about anxiety and realizing what it is and you know where you can reach out and get help and so on the the last thing that i uh, added into this episode was uh, that of depression and depression is not only just sadness uh, depression mm-hmm. can be diagnosed by uh, psychologists and doctors and so on and it's very closely linked to burnout so sometimes you you find that you burnt out you feel that you the lowest in your in your life i mean sadguru uh, said something very nice very nice about this way he mentioned that because depression technically as a term means low feeling low mm. you're going against what uh, life is doing to say the least so if you expecting something to happen doesn't go your way that's going to cause some type of depression you expecting something to be uh, there for you or expecting something to be bought or a person to be a certain way and it doesn't go according to your way he basically categorizes that as depression we don't really go with the flow of what's happening or what you created in your mind i think that does make sense because uh every person plans out a certain a way of doing things or a certain way of things happening i think when it doesn't happen that particular way it makes you feel a bit down and then if you constantly feel that down feeling it becomes part of some people's personality where yeah. it then becomes depression so i mean i think that would make a lot of sense yeah exactly so again a lot of people will say like oh leave me alone i'm depressed and mm. this is what i've been through this is these are the challenges that i've overcome in my life or the challenges that were presented to me and because of those reasons a b and c this is the reason why i'm depressed right now let me sleep let me just sit in that hole that i've created in this dark yeah. place and that's supposed to be uh, okay for us to do but i think that if somehow you can get your your foot in the light get your hand into the light in some way and what i mean by that is in more practical terms do something that you like basically yeah watch a tv series watch Find a, something to get you out of the house a film or movie or something to get you out of the house yeah hobby i mean that's helped i think that's important yeah i mean uh well every person can have the ability to be depressed but it's a fact that do we want to stay there or not yeah and, and what are you doing to get yourself out of it I mean I know uh like personally for for me and I think for the both of us uh be it burnout or anxiety or even depression at some points we realize that for our, our own personal mental health going to the gym exercising uh burning off that nervous energy bringing some serotonin sort of all of those aspects come in with just leading a, a healthy balanced lifestyle that's true 
dragging ourselves there sometimes even when we don't feel like yeah but just to make sure your mind is in a clear state so i think that's one way that's helped us and, and yeah. i hope that some people listening in would try to be attracted to what that part and hopefully that helps them also yeah and i feel like uh listening to things that are positive like again if there's a, a podcast or a youtube channel again as like i said tv series documentaries that make you mm-hmm. feel a bit better about yourself they maybe some of them come from the point of view that you're coming from whether it's again like we are doing it from a teacher's point of view or whether it's coming from any other type of point of view where your your work life balance is is not there and then you're mm-hmm. feeling depressed or low about it uh just get yourself in a in a place where there's some positivity and like you said fitness and stuff like that and the fact that you brought this in now yeah. is important because that's what we've been doing for years and that's what we feel has helped us all these years and if you're depressed now if you diagnose a depression it doesn't mean you'll be like that forever exactly. and i feel psychologists of today are just diagnosing people left and right for things that they feel like it shouldn't change or won't change but actually it can change it can. yeah i mean the- Yes, maybe at first you need medication to try and help you just to find a bit of balance and you know get the homeostasis that you need. But no person is is unable to do it on their own. Which whatever steps you're trying to find, naturally your body is is capable of making sure that you are fine. I mean, yeah. it's it's human survival. We've been doing this for millions of years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay so I think we'll we'll end at this point to talking about depression <laughs> that that last note and uh, those of you that are watching and listening on uh, Spotify or Apple uh, from after this episode I'm going to have uh, a lot more guests on the show talking about their own uh, origin stories and where they came from what made them successful who they are uh, what makes them tick in a way that uh, other people might not take in that way and how they became how they overcame some obstacles how they used those obstacles as their own power and challenged the status quo uh the next guest will be they'll be talking about uh, the music industry i'm going to have someone talking about the fitness industry so uh you know subscribe to the channel subscribe on youtube uh make sure you download the podcast you can listen when you're home and cleaning the house and so on and all we're trying to do here is just to provide some positivity where maybe you find the isn't at time so i hope this uh, this episode helped you identify certain things about you that you haven't noticed before and future podcast episode is there to help you as well to make sure that uh, you find some positivity in the world when maybe sometimes it seems a bit bleak thank you for joining me again on my uh, the podcast podcast episode talking about mental health i know we we exhaust these uh, topics but i feel it's important yeah. thank you again and those who are watching Don't forget to subscribe it will really help and those who are listening on Spotify and Apple make sure you do the same if you want if you want to watch the podcast then it'll be on YouTube and after the bell and I will see you in the next one